topic and pair it with the drink. My name is Justin, and for this week, I honestly was hesitant to post this episode, but you know what? I feel like the more hesitant I am to post something, it just means I gotta fucking do it. So this week, I want to talk about knowing your worth and what that means, uh, what that looks like, and kind of how I recognized how I implemented it in my own life. I'm actually going to go into personal examples with you. All right, so let's pregame. <laughs> so before I started this episode, and it was going to be a tough one for me, so I made myself something that my mom ain't going to like. Sorry, mom, but <laughs> I needed something quick. So I poured into a glass, uh, I would say maybe two shots of vodka and filled up the glass with monster energy drink it's the white can i don't know if it's called something in particular but it's the one that's zero calories zero sugar either way mama still says it's not healthy but it's you know what i'm tired so we drank that and i'm feeling loose already so <laughs> as we get into this pregame section here i don't have a guest for this episode it's actually just something that i felt called to get out to you guys um, but I do have an intention so for this episode my point here is not to tell you how to recognize your worth I'm just sharing with you how I recognize that in myself what I did to get me to the point where I recognized my worth and hopefully it resonates with you that's all I hope for this I just hope it resonates with you and just kind of get a feel for what it is to recognize that in your life because it's important your self-worth and what you think of yourself is so important and I want to share with you guys how important it is to me now that I've recognized it so as we get into fixing our drink in this episode we have wine <laughs> I'm pairing a red wine it's a Cabernet Sauvignon Sorry, not sorry to my uh, non-wino wina boozers, um, but we have this Day of the Red, red wine. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon, which is my favorite varietal of red wine. Uh, if you don't like dry reds, this ain't the wine for you. Um, but go on a wine tour so you could get a... I guess, idea of what you like, because there's so many different varietals, you know, um, red wine, dry red wine was an acquired taste for me, Merlot is definitely more of a drier red wine, then you get into Shiraz, Shiraz is very dry as well, um, Cabernet Sauvignon, some of them are more on the sweeter side, but they tend to be more on the drier side, okay, so you may be asking, what the fuck is a Cabernet Sauvignon, so to give you some history, in the 17th century, southwestern France, there was a breeding that accidentally occurred between the white Sauvignon Blanc grape and the red Cabernet Franc grape. And thus, the Cabernet Sauvignon grape was born. At this time, farmers ended up adopting this particular grape because one is relatively easy to grow and two, it's durable skin and vines that were very resistant to the weather. So eventually it became widely grown in the Bordeaux region of France. So farmers really liked this grape because of its level of tannins. So you may be asking, well, what are tannins? 
So tannin is that feeling your mouth gets. It's that dryness in your mouth. So the more dry your mouth feels, it just means the higher level of tannins. So now tannins are so loved by winemakers because one, it's a natural antioxidant and it also allows them to make the wine even more complex with the flavors. I want to say that they actually age the wine in oak and that gives it another flavor in itself. They just found different ways to add flavor to it and oak was one of the main ones that they started out with. So these antioxidants not only help protect the wine in the aging process, um, which winemakers love because it allows them to age that type of wine longer. Um, and there's a whole purpose behind that. But the antioxidants aren't just useful for the aging process, but they actually have great health benefits for humans. So even though there may be some health benefits and you may hear people like, oh, well, don't worry, like I'm drinking wet red wine. It's good for my health. Uh, <laughs> which may be true because of the antioxidants, so if you ever hear that, well, now you know why. Um, it is true. There is a downside. Tannins do give some people headaches. So super interesting test, though, to see if you're sensitive to tannins, like if it gives you a headache, you can test your reaction to dark chocolate or even strong black tea. It produces the same effect because those are also high in tannins as well. Pretty interesting, right? So if you do react to these with headaches, your alternative is white wine because they're actually lower in tannins. So just a little FYI, I'm going to take my first little sip here. Now, I'm going to read the back of the bottle to you guys as well. Um, so pretty cool bottle. I'm, I was very drawn to it because I'm very into Dia de los Muertos. On the front of the bottle, it's a bunch of skeletons playing instruments, guitars, tubas, trombones, clarinets maracas the works <laughs> and i i love that i love the whole dia de los muertos the meaning behind it so on the back of the bottle and this is a texas red blend on the back it says we invite you to celebrate one of mexico's most colorful events deceased relatives both young and old are said to return to the world of the living to visit loved ones and catch up on old times this Texas-grown red blend is perfect for reminiscing on the past and we should and should be enjoyed with friends and family. Salud. The reason why I chose this one is because I feel that our family always empowers us to do better, um, find the best match for ourselves while we're looking for relationships, whether that's relationships with friends or or you know, actual intimate relationships. Um, but our family pushes us to be the best versions of ourselves, at least ideally they do, and to find the best relationships for ourselves. Now, Day of the Red, I really did choose this because of that and as well as, you know, this part of me um, that I'm going to actually get into the refill section. I feel like this part of me that found my self-worth before then knowing that I have finally found what my self-worth is and can recognize that, it's almost like me saying bye to the old me. And I appreciate that and I drink to that. So salud, happy um, finding yourselves. <laughs> uh, let's sip this. All right, so clearly this episode is a change in, 
It's obviously been a while since I've last posted an episode. That's how hungover I was from the last episode. We had to go on a cleanse. (laughs) No, but seriously, this episode was really honestly a tough one for me. Uh, I, I kept overthinking it. I kept wondering if it was ready, um, wanting to do more research into it. And you know what? At the end of the, at the end of the day, how you view self-worth, I, I mean, honestly, you can create a whole podcast out of this topic, but it's pretty much viewed differently for, for almost everyone. But here's my experience. Here's what I've learned. And hopefully you you take something away from it. So first of all, we just made it through Thanksgiving. So congratulate yourself on that because one, yes, you're still here. And two, you're still fighting. You made it past every other day. You're still here. You're still motivating yourself. And that's something to be proud of. Be thankful for yourself because... At the end of the day, it's your decision to get out of bed. It's your decision to put clothes on. It's your decision to show up. So congratulations, first off. It's not easy. Not always. I know. (laughs) But congratulations, you're here. I'm thankful for you guys. And I want you guys to be thankful for yourselves as well. All right, boozers. So thanks for giving, right? I think as we're in this part of the year where we're getting into the holidays, I know for me, the holidays tend to be pretty difficult. First off, because I'm still not quite comfortable, I guess, in my own skin around my family. I love them, and I know you guys love me. I I mean, I know my family loves me. But there's still this level of awkwardness, like, I can't, I, it just feels weird when I want to talk about my relationships, or how my love life is going, or how dating is going, whereas my cousin, who's straight, it's an easy conversation, you know, there's no awkwardness, my grandma loves to hear about it. But for me, I just, I never feel comfortable. So it gives me like, it makes me feel like an outsider. Almost like just, I don't quite fit in. And then of course I'm having to see my brothers, my parents, you know, my other family members that are living that normal straight life. And it's hard um, because I know that this life, one, I didn't choose it. And two, it's not going to be easy like theirs. Um, not that their lives were easy, but they didn't really have to deal with the whole not being able to hold hands in public, not being able to discuss their relationship with family without that awkwardness like I have to deal with. So it, it's just hard. Um, I remember being in relationships around this time of year and having to sneak off for that New Year's kiss or... Uh, sneak away just to be held or hold each other and you know I don't really know how my family feels about it it's just that awkward of a conversation but I just don't I'm maybe I'm just overthinking maybe I'm just overly considerate of them but I just feel like 
they would be uncomfortable, so I'm not going to put it in their face. Like, I'm not going to put a rub or... I don't know. I just don't want to make a situation awkward. So it's gotten to the point where I've gotten with guys who appear straight and, you know, make sure that we respect boundaries in front of family. And then when we're alone, then it's okay. We can be ourselves. And I feel like that's so wrong and it hurts, but that's the world that we live in, I guess. I don't know. But that time, this time has always been kind of rough. Um, that family time, that time of not really being my authentic self, it's hard. And I mean, that just kind of opens my eyes to, you know, why? Why do I feel that way? Am I not worthy of you know, being my authentic self? Do I just not love myself enough to be my true self? Am I ashamed of who I am? Those are the things that I'm questioning now. Um, These are the thoughts that I'm having now. Why am I not being my true self? Why am I holding back? Why, if I know my family loves me, am I hiding this major part of myself? It's not really fair to me and it's not really fair to them because I know my family loves me. I know that they want to hear from me. I know they want to be involved in my life. But here I am thinking, well, that's awkward for them when they've never once said that. I mean, yes, there were times where family would say, hey, if you're going to bring around so-and-so, just make sure that, you know, you, you don't really, you're not all over each other because... Not everybody's completely comfortable. That was a talk that I had with family. But I think now, I mean, and that was years ago when I was just coming out. But now, I don't know. Times have really, really changed. So maybe it's time to readdress that with family. And I'm going through this thought process with you guys so that way you can start to think about your own life in this manner. You know, you can start to wonder... How have I not been my true self around my family? And how does that relate to self-worth? Because really, if you're not being your authentic self with your family, then we try to get that validation in other people because we're hiding who we really are from our family. So seeking validation from other people can turn into so many different things. And here's what it turned into for me. It turned into sneaking around, lying, going out, meeting people who I thought were good for my self-esteem, but really, in the end, just kind of took advantage of it and trashed it. And at the end of it all, there was a high point, but the roller coaster did come to an end, and I wasn't like the thrill of it all was over. <laughs> so it's it's that having that self-worth for yourself, knowing that it's okay to be who you are and whoever wants to stick around for it will stick around for it. If they don't want to see it, if they don't want to be around it, okay, that's your choice. You don't have to. But I'm now in this position where I'm doing myself a disservice by not being who I really am and not 
respecting myself enough to raise my self-esteem, to allow myself to be worthy. And this came about in a couple of different instances. So one, with family, and then it went into relationships. So seeking the validation, but not just that. It got to a point where I felt that I was ready to give my myself to somebody, my efforts to somebody. And I kind of told myself, hey, you know what? I'm not really ready for a relationship, but I'm going to give this person everything that I would as if we were in a relationship. Because really, I don't want one, but I do want to give this part of myself to somebody. And that spoke volumes to my self-worth. Like, why not give that attention to myself Why do I need to go and seek validation? Why do I have to go to somebody else to give that attention to somebody else just to feel good? It's kind of sickening. Like, it makes me angry. So I'm just going to drink. Oh, my God, it's so dry. Um, So it makes me mad. It makes me mad because all that time, money, effort, those times where I could have been at home. I could have been reading a book about this subject. I could have been furthering my education. I could have been, I don't know, getting more into the things that I'm trying to be more into. Um, there's just so much that I have. Like, I'm getting into a small business, and, and that's something that I know is going to take up a lot of my time. Those are all things that I should be working on, right? Yet here I am putting somebody else before me, making sure that they're feeling loved because deep down, I just don't want to love myself. God, that's so fucking real and so sad. But this is what I'm learning. This is These are the things that I want you guys to start doing to start looking into yourself and and asking these questions of yourself because once you do it's hard you know it's it's a really tough thing to look in yourself in the mirror and decide that you're not going to be this person anymore because you have to mourn that person of, that you're leaving in the past and it's hard because change is not always easy changing your whole perspective on yourself, imagine doing that. And I said, you you mourn yourself. Yeah, because there's a post that I came across. Okay, so this post came from at led by source. And I'll put that in the show notes. So that way, you guys, if you want to go follow them, you can. Um, It says, do not be mistaken. Growth can fill a lot of dying. Be prepared to grieve the past versions of yourself that you had to leave behind. So... When I read that, what I took away from that was it's not easy to shed that layer of skin that is your old self that you want to let go because you're comfortable. And to change into something different is an uncomfortable process, and we all kind of struggle with that. If you don't, kudos, you're amazing. But 
for those of us that struggle, we're still amazing, but it's just hard. And so we have to prepare ourselves to grieve the past version of ourselves. So in this grieving process, I turn to gratitude. I want to thank myself for everything that I've learned. Yeah, I just said that I was angry. But now I can look back and say, you know what? I'm thankful because I can give my love to somebody else. But now I can start giving that love back to myself. And now that I'm in the process of doing it, it feels amazing. It really does. And now I catch myself spoiling myself. I mean, it's probably not the best thing, but I'm out here treating myself, okay? And it feels fucking good. I mean, there was this day where I took the day off from work. I went to the mall, bought myself a new outfit, came home, showered, uh, had like a really good lunch and that I made myself, I cooked myself something and it was healthy. And then I put on my new outfit. I went to the movies. I had a gift card. I went to the IMAX and I saw, I think it was, it was some Marvel movie. I'm a big Marvel nerd. So it was probably a Marvel movie, but afterward, there was no one to impress. I had myself. I wasn't nervous about what somebody else thought of me. I knew that I had a fucking blast. Like, I look, I felt like I looked damn good in my new outfit, and I just showed myself a damn good time. I sure did get a medium popcorn and a big-ass drink, and I had all that shit to myself. I didn't have to share with nobody. And that doesn't make you selfish, But it's good to give yourself that love, to show appreciation for yourself. Because like I said earlier, congratulations, you're still here. You made the decision to get out of bed. You made the decision to show up. And that's not an easy decision for everybody. So be proud of yourself. And the more that you move into a grateful state of mind, you'll start to see that all areas of your life start to improve. And that'll help you move into a better version of yourself. I know it's helped me. It's helped me deal with anxiety. It's helped me deal with depression. And it's helped me deal with this next situation that I'm about to tell you guys. So, yeah, I was in a position where I wanted to give my love to somebody. So I got on a dating app and got the attention of several people that were just I hate I hate online dating (laughs) I'm so tired of the send a pic I want to see what you look like like I know what you want to see and this reminds me of my ex um when we first got together one of the things that he had told me was my cousin saw that you're on your twitter you had some pictures of yourself and you were showing a lot of skin. And on my Instagram, I'm kind of different on the platform that I'm using. So Facebook, that's all for family. Instagram, that's for everybody. And Twitter is where like I get more into my feels. I kind of put my, my real feels out there. And if I want to film myself, I'm going to fucking film myself on there too. Don't get me wrong, I definitely do feel myself on Instagram, but 
Twitter is where I posted more pictures showing skin. And my ex at the time, he had actually given me the time of day because I wasn't the type of person who was showing a lot of skin on social media. And that was kind of like a first for me. It showed me that he was really looking for someone who was more wholesome, who didn't put themselves out there like that, which if you do, kudos. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. But all I'm saying is that there's there's different people out there. Somebody like my ex wanted to see somebody who was more, I guess, reserved or more private. I don't know. I don't know what that really boils down to, but he was a great guy. I just simply was not ready for the relationship that we were, where that path was leading to because of what I'm learning now. I still didn't have that self-love. I still didn't recognize myself for it at that time. And I knew that in the long run, it was going to impact the relationship negatively. So I had to make the decision to let him go because I knew that he 100% was happy with himself. He was confident, and he deserves someone like that. So I didn't want to have him hold my hand through the process of me becoming better because I wanted to do it on my own. I wanted to undo what my past did. I wanted to heal. I wanted to let it go on my own. And it's still something difficult for me. There's still things that have happened to me that I still haven't really decided to accept and say that it does not define me, but it is a part of me. And that's that's a hard thing to understand. The bad things that have happened to you do not have to define you, but they are a part of you. And for every bad thing that has happened to me, guess what? Yes, I turned right back to gratitude. What did I learn from it? What did it teach me? Who am I now? And that helps me to let it go. Once I can be thankful for that situation, I can move forward. So here's how I was thankful for this situation, right? Let's get back on track. So social media, yeah, I am... I met some guys online, and they, one of them was really awesome. We hit it off in a lot of areas of interest, and he was respectful. He didn't try to make any advances on me without me giving the green light, which is something that I would prefer be an unspoken thing. Like, I want you to pick up, like, I want you to pick up on body language and those subtle nuances of here, I'm ready, or now you can, right? Um, (laughs) And so he was very respectful of that and took it very slow. And, you know, we didn't immediately jump all over each other, which I appreciated, It showed me that there was this respect that he had for me, that it wasn't all about that for him. Well, one day, I noticed on Snapchat that our settings, because 
your boy has memory issues. I, <laughs> I, I, I have to save Snapchat messages. And my best friend Josh, he made fun of me because I save every message. So I got really self-conscious about it and said, okay, I'm not going to save messages anymore. Um, but I found out that on Snapchat, you can set a feature to set the feature to after you view a message in Snap that it doesn't delete right at, right away. You can give it like a 24-hour turnaround time before it actually deletes. So I had set that up with this individual. <clears throat> One day I go into our chat, and it shows back at deleting after viewing. So I was like, oh, that's weird. And in our prior saved messages, all of it was gone. And I was like, huh, okay. So I go to look up his Instagram because, mind you, I'm showing him off. Like... I'm over here like, hey, look at this guy that I'm talking to. He's great. He respects me. We have a lot of things in common. So I'm showing pictures of him. Instagram, gone. Just gone. So I'm like, am I blocked? I had a friend look up his account, couldn't find it. So wasn't blocked, just deleted. His account was deleted. So talk to my cousin Tiffany. Shout out, Tiffany. Love you, girl. Um... And she told me, he blocked you. He blocked you on Snap and unblocked you. And that's what happens on Snapchat. It'll kind of revert the settings back to the way they were. Oh, my blood was boiling. For what? Why? Why did you have to do that? I had so many questions running through my head. And it started to make me wonder, like, is there something wrong with me? Did I do something? Am I like not attractive what what did I do and it was eating at me I I I actually got really really sad over it and then I had to make the decision to say fuck that I didn't end a good a really good relationship to work on myself and mind you that relationship ended in April of 2019, and here we are, December 2019. I I mean, not a lot of time has passed, but I've put in enough work on myself that I really was letting this dude, who I maybe knew for like two, three weeks, fuck that up? Oh, hell nah. That's, no, no, that's not acceptable. So what did I learn? What can I be thankful of here? I can be thankful of the fact that he decided to remove himself from my life. Therefore, I didn't have to do it. He took care of that for me. And I can be thankful that he helped me recognize that I'm going to be just fine. And also he taught me that his decision was his own. It's none of my fucking business. It isn't. Whatever his reasons were for ending things is up to him, and it's none of my business. If it if he just wasn't into me anymore, okay, that's fine. At least he didn't string me along or keep me guessing or anything like that. It was cold. It was not the nicest way of handling things. I'll say that much, but at the end of the day, I had to realize that's his choice. It's okay. 
There's plenty of people out there, and I still don't really want a relationship anyway. So it was kind of like God, the universe, whatever, telling me, you wanted to be single. Here you go. <laughs> so I chose to, to seek gratitude in that situation. What did I learn? I learned that I'm worth more. I'm worth more than just a block. I'm worth more than a excuseless disappearance. You know, I, I'm worth more than that. So if he were to ever come back into my path, he doesn't get another chance because I'm worth more than that. I deserve more than that. You don't get my time of day anymore. So do number two. <clears throat> I guess I'm just a sucker for old-fashioned manners. He held the car door open for me, picked me up, took me to get food, paid for the food, respected my boundaries, didn't really make any advances until I gave the okay, which I appreciate. You know, I'm not like a control person in that kind of situation. Like, if the moment calls for it, go for it. But these past two guys, it was more of like me giving the okay and like nonverbal communication. Um, so anyway, I like that about him too. Well, you know, everything's kind of going great, but then he starts talking to me less. And then I finally hit him up just like, hey, what's up? Let's hang out. You want to grab a bite? And he responds, oh, I don't think we can hang like that anymore. I'm kind of dating somebody. First off, hang like what? I asked you to get food. And second, kind of dating? So I'm an option. And not even that, like, I kind of felt at that point I was never going to be the dating option. So I decided, bye, <laughs> okay, bye, I'm worth more than this. I deserve more. So found my self-worth, thanked him for recognizing, for helping me recognize my self-worth, and I said bye. And that's how I handled that shit. The millennial therapist on Instagram, and the handle is actually at millennial.therapist, had a post that says, <clears throat> It's not selfish to have alone time, set boundaries, prioritize yourself, designate time for self-care, say no, change your mind, make your own decisions, leave an unhealthy relationship, be successful, and take care of your mental health. None of those things are selfish. And that brings me to our refill section here. Um, I have a few quotes, some things that, you know, food for thought here. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to refill this drink because I'm getting fired up and I already finished my wine. Cheers. <laughs> um, so some quotes here that I have to leave for you guys as food for thought as we kind of close out this episode. <clears throat> the most important relationships. One of the most important relationships is the one we have with ourselves. Think about that, because at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. When you go to bed at night, 
all you have is yourself. Who's taking care of you? You. You're taking care of yourself. So with that, another quote, you are what you think of yourself. That's that's just a quote from me. <laughs> but you are what you think of yourselves. What your thoughts are create your reality. So you're constantly telling yourself, oh, I'm so ugly today. Well, that stays with you. You know, the words that we tell ourselves, the things that we tell ourselves stick with us. Oh, my God, I'm constantly in pain. My knees are always hurting me. Oh, I'm getting old. Uh, like, don't tell yourself that. <laughs> tell yourself something like, I'm aging beautifully. Um, you know, I was in some pain, but I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to get better as I get through today because my body is healthy and it's always doing the best for me. Um, you, look in the mirror and tell yourself you're successful. Tell yourself you're beautiful. Tell yourself that you're smart, that you're going to make today yours that you're going to go to work and you're going to make, <laughs> you're not going to say, I hate Mondays. You're going to wake up, look at yourself in the mirror and say, damn, I look good. I'm going to fucking tackle this Monday and I'm going to get through today and feel accomplished. And you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to go home, you're going to grab a glass, you're going to make a drink and listen to this podcast, and you're going to be proud of yourself knowing that you decided to think differently, that today you didn't down yourself. You didn't say anything negative toward yourself. And every time you do think negative, fight that thought. Fight what you just told yourself with something better. So uh, I hate the cold weather. It's always making me in pain. It's always hurting my joints. I love seasons. I love change. I love growth. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's everybody has their likes and dislikes. But you know what? Just see the good in it. Uh, now's my opportunity to put layers on and wear that jacket that I could never wear in the summer. And this is my favorite jacket. Find something to make the most out of those shitty situations. So I really just want to get across that we got to start seeing our self-worth. And we got to help those who can't see it, recognize it. And the best way to do that is just reminding your friends, or your coworkers of who they are and what they have to offer. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anyone to give a compliment. So that coworker who's always smiling, I love your positive attitude. You have such a great smile, and you motivate me to smile more. Uh, I love the way you dress. You have such a great sense of style. Uh, I'm working on my style, too, so maybe I could get some tips from you. Um, I, I think it's so cool how you have hobbies outside of work. That must be awesome, having something to look forward to after your work. I want to get there, too. Just... Little things like that. It doesn't take a lot. But I promise you, saying nice things to other people make you feel good at the end of the day. I had posted on Instagram how I was having like a tough time with my depression and how I decided that I was just going to be positive, extra positive, extra kind. And uh, someone had told me, no, you should really think about yourself. Like, why are you putting others before you? But to me, it wasn't so much I was putting other people before me, but I was deciding that by making other people feel good, that's how I was going to feel good. Because seeing somebody else smile and being the cause of that smile makes me so much happier. So yeah, I might be combating depression, but if I could just make somebody else happy and 
hopefully, you know, maybe they're going through the same thing and maybe I just put a smile on their face for a minute. That's all the difference that I'm trying to make with these podcasts. Like, that's all I want at the end of the day is for you guys to leave this episode with maybe you learned something about a drink. Maybe you now know how to make this silly drink. Maybe you laughed. Maybe you smiled. Like, that's what I want. Um, So, as always, you guys can connect with me on Facebook. The show, look it up under Boozy Banter. Um, Still getting that up and running, so I hope to post more and be a little more active there. I'd like to see you guys there. This was Twitter at BoozeEBanter25, and on Instagram as well at BoozeEBanter. Send me a message. Um, I'm always looking for ideas for drinks, so feel free to send them on over. Um, Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Love and good vibes.